This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street. Horror for the casually obsessed... I'm John. I'm Kim. And we return. And and we're here now on, at Nightmare Alley, the spooky little side street podcast in the regular Nightmare on Film Street feed. Should I do that again? No, it was great. <laughs> I loved it. We're here. We're joined today with writer, director, producer, Curtis. And editor. And editor, <laughs> Curtis David Harder. We're talking about his newest thriller, Influencer. Yes, we're super stoked to talk about this one. And exciting enough for you, you're not going to have to wait long to see it because it's out this weekend. But Influencer is a really chill, full of vibes movie about uh, an influencer who goes on location in Thailand. uh, And not everything is not what it seems to be, which is, you know, usually the case when it comes to social media and thrillers. But this... Uh, this film takes a really unique twist on it. This film takes a few unique twists. That's what's really cool about it and what makes it a little harder to talk about because uh, it plays on your expectations of what you're expecting it to do. It pulls the rug out from underneath you, essentially, is kind of the idea. Uh, it takes a, a few really cool, interesting left turns that even if you watch the trailer, which we're going to cut to in a minute, you might still be very surprised about where the movie goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's one one thing we we talked about a lot because we were just so proud of this trailer for revealing absolutely nothing. So if you've seen the trailer and you think you know what this movie is going to be, you're going to be surprised, which is really great because that is a rarity. Oh, yeah. I'd say we spent almost as much time before hitting record on this interview as we did talking with uh, with Kurt about what we could and could what we should and shouldn't say on the podcast because we don't want to spoil it for anybody. I think even even saying though that this film has a lot of twists and stuff, you want to make sure you set people's expectations up right because it is a thriller and it does have a very chill, cool vibe. But yeah, it's a very subtle thriller, but but I will say that so much happens and it's very good at keeping ahead of you that it's it's really well made. Yeah, excited to hear what you guys think about this movie. It's hitting Shutter this weekend. Uh, we don't get into any like super duper spoilers here, so feel free to listen to this now before you watch the movie or afterward. It's sort of like a you know behind the scenes look at how it was made. Uh, but regardless, we're going to cut to the trailer for Influencer, and we'll be back to talk with writer, director, producer, editor Curtis David Harder. Traveling is all about experiencing new things. You're in one of the most beautiful places in the world. What could possibly be wrong with that? My boyfriend and I planned this trip together. And at the last minute, he bailed. You can come crash with me. I'll show you. I couldn't put you up. It's going to be fine. 
change of plans. I made a new friend. Looks like I'll be staying here for a while longer. We're going to explore the country. I just realized I haven't been in front of a fire in like a decade. You probably brought me all this way to kill me in the middle of the ocean. No one can hear you scream. Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. I have some ideas for what we should do tomorrow. I actually have a surprise for Jordan. Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. Since when are you suddenly shy? I just don't like being on camera. So someone else was pretending to be you the whole time? Hello? Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. Kurt, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, man. We're really excited to talk to you about Influencer. Thanks for having me. Excited to be a part. I know, like, we've we've talked a bit online, and we hung out at Nightmares Film Festival a little bit, but, like, we didn't actually talk about movies a whole lot. What are what are some of your just favorite movies in general? Yeah, I mean, one that I kind of I always come back to is, like, a really strange kind of sci-fi movie called Mr. Nobody. Um, I think the first time I watched it, I watched it like every day for a week and I've just continued to return to it. Kind of one of those movies that you, it's like, if you could make any movie, that would probably be it. Um, but yeah, I mean like a lot of the classics, like I think like the shining or any of those kind of older horror movies that have that nostalgia factor are always really fun. Can't go wrong. Is Mr. Nobody the one with Jared Leto? That is. Yeah. Where he plays like 30 different people. A bunch of different characters that are all, yeah, kind of intersecting lives and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've only seen that movie once, but it, it definitely had, uh, it, it. I felt like I should have watched it at least three times to really get all of it. <laughs> There's yeah. a, lot, a lot going on. I, I have fun with movies that are a bit of a, like a puzzle box that you can kind of find new things each time you revisit it. Or like at different times in your life, coming back to certain movies that are interesting at like certain points, yeah. Yeah, there's Fight Club's a movie for me. Not that it's related at all to Mr. Nobody, yeah. but a movie that I have had such a roller coaster with, where I like yeah. I was obsessed with it. When I think I was you just 17. made yourself sick of it. <laughs> well, and yeah, I I did, and I was like, oh, that movie is also maybe uh, like a bit uh, forecasting incel culture a little bit. And, yeah. and then I rewatched it last year. And I'm like, oh no, this is this is like a true crime story. Like this is a perfect distillation of what a cult looks and acts like. Yeah, um, totally. So. It's it's weird sometimes that you can revisit movies and have a completely different impression of them. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's the context of what you're going through in life, and can, it's completely change. Like a movie that you hate one year and then revisit it like ten years later. I'm trying to think of some examples, but there's definitely been moments where I hated a movie and then watched it at an older age. I was like, oh no, this is there's so much going on here that I just didn't pick up on. Oh yeah, and then you end up judging yourself more than the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, man, like, was oh I? I was just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I do that like every two years with eyes wide shut and still yeah. I'm just like, ah, I don't really like it. You're like, I think I will like it this time. <laughs> and you're day. like, mm. yeah. <laughs> It's a tough nut to crack. But yeah, Influencer, you know, definitely more of a thriller than a horror movie. Were there mm. any 
Were there any puzzle box thr- thrillers that you were using as a bit of an influence, putting together the the twists and turns of your own story? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like uh, any of the Hitch, like Hitchcock is obviously a huge influence on the movie. Um, like Talented Mr. Ripley is really fun, kind of the chameleon character aspect of, of the film without getting too into it. Um, there's another movie that we, because I showed a bunch of movies to the cast and crew before we watched, before we shot it. And one of the ones was this documentary called The Imposter. I don't know if you've seen that. We've seen yeah, we've seen that. That movie's yeah. fucking crazy. So weird. It's crazy. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it, anyone listening, uh, don't watch the trailer. Just go in as blind as you can because it, it's yeah. such a fun ride of just such an interesting person. Um, so I think like yeah, there's a bunch of different ones. We were kind of just looking at characters that are that are can kind of change, and the, it applies to quite a bit in the film. So yeah. Yeah, I know, and uh, Imposter is a great example too, because yours yours kind of feels like a true crime story that hasn't happened. Well, it's probably yeah. happened before, but I mean, like a true crime story that's predictive of of maybe future crime that will become way yeah. more popular. Exactly. Well, and that was the thing is like when we we started writing this in like 2019, um, and like the technology back then was so primitive that gets used in the movie, and now it's like it, it's just like it's weird how quickly some of these the technology that we see we kind of imagined in the film and it we did everything for real but it was very kind of ghetto and like <laughs> there's things that we were trying to do that for real that it just took a lot more effort now it's like you could literally probably do this within a couple couple of years of the stuff that happens in the film it seems really like uh serendipitously timely though because like yeah. we're right on um just like the height of of kind of the fear and the acceptance of AI like we're just like we're right at the merging point where we're all like oh we could all use AI too like it's not just for like the government (laughs) it's scary like it's just like the whole idea of I mean the movie is so much about like you can't really believe what you see online and that's becoming more and more truthful (laughs) as as every week goes by it feels like it's getting scarier yeah do you were you more scared of having your identity stolen before making the movie or or now i think yeah i don't know i think now probably or it just keeps getting worse it's, or it's like it feels more tangible like it, it used to you used to need to have someone who is like really vindictive but i feel like it's people are just going to start doing it more and more we'll see i don't know because i mean even seeing like some of the stuff with like people using ai voices to call family members like i don't know there was an article i read about they called some mom and they had the daughter's voice using the daughter's voice to say that yeah. I'm getting kidnapped or something. I've and, heard yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. And they like extort money out of them. They're like, yeah, you have to give us $5,000 because we have your daughter and they have her voice. They have her voice. You're just like, geez. And that's, this is just the start of it. So it's, it's going to be, yeah. I can't imagine what happens when they start doing like proper videos and you can't trust, you won't be able to trust anything. I know. And, and yours is such an interesting angle too, because the character isn't really, like stealing identities the way that you would normally expect somebody to steal an identity. It's almost like they're stealing an online persona more than yeah. anything, which is, I'm not sure if it's more sinister or not. Uh, it's really, <laughs> yeah. it does have like an, uh, like a really weird existential quality to it. It's not like you're stealing something that's not necessarily tangible, but is still a hundred percent. still well, it's become such a big part of our lives. Like the yeah. online and the offline versions of us are kind of becoming only almost equally important which is very strange oh that's so scary (laughs) (laughs) it's like the two sides of everybody 
So, and where where was the nugget for for the story originally? Was it like those articles where people were using AI for kidnapping? No, I mean that kind of evolved over time. The 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 real thread that that got the whole idea started was just kind of like the the feeling safe in familiarity, and so like the joke of like going halfway across the world and eating like a McDonald's burger, or like you you see someone who looks like you and you immediately trust them. It's like that's mm. we wanted to kind of subvert those things and then that kind of evolved into um the social media side and kind of some of the other the other stuff that happens in the film so it, but that that was like the big thread i was going to i had a trip planned over to southeast asia and tesha who co-wrote the film and i were just kind of chatting about this this idea um and it kind of just spawned from there it's really cool and yeah so i mean you you did shoot on location in thailand right because the movie looks incredible yeah i mean the country is insane like we we lucked out it was it was kind of like serendipitous that it was the pandemic in a, in a weird way kind of a blessing in disguise mm -hmm. because um we were originally going to shoot it in 2020 and kind of the peak of like when tourism was massive and then it died and we got pushed back like a year and a half um and just the fact that the the movie is so much about kind of loneliness and isolation within attention so it's like i think for us the fact that the country was just so empty and desolate kind of added this weird thing that you never would have gotten otherwise like i mean we just had kind of a, a freer access to the country as people were really supportive of the film over there um whereas if it was in the height of tourism it probably would have been we would have been kind of pushed around a bit more trying to get what we needed whereas this it was just kind of like a weird serendipitous positive and negative thing yeah, you got access to so many awesome locations. Like the scope of the film, just through the locations alone, are insane. Like that suite with the with the pool. Like, yeah. hello, I would stay there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those that that resort was wild. Um, it was we we Tesh and I kind of. It was a funny story. We got invited to this like orchestra event thing. Um, we were just there because we were trying to find the resort of the film on the scout when we first got there, and uh, somehow uh, like a we got this invite to this event and we were in t-shirts and stuff. We showed up to this event and it's just like all these bureaucrats and like <laughs> full suits, cocktail dresses and just us fools standing around. And we met this like amazing guy who was just like, he was like a resort tycoon. He owned like, like, I don't know. He was like a billionaire type guy. And he's like, Oh, you need resorts. I got resorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We ended up getting like a tour of like half the resorts on in Phuket. And they were just like completely supportive of the film. It was really cool. Wow, that's amazing. That's like so lucky. Like we were thinking about that the whole time watching it. It's just like, how did this little independent movie get like such yeah. incredible cinematography and like it yeah. like the locations? Like it looks amazing. You should yeah. have been like, this this shoot's gonna take six months. Uh, we're gonna need yeah. four <laughs> suites, <laughs> all inclusive. Yeah. It's gonna take forever. Yeah, because we were there almost three months. Like the the actual production was like almost two months. It was a long haul. Like we were, there was like just a small group of us kind of traveling around the country. We had a big bus and we had a couple of cars and that was basically it. Like our infrastructure was tiny, but we just wow. shot longer. So it's kind of like that trade off of being able to be so movable. Like, cause it yeah. was just, it was like 11 of us. So it's like just moving around. We just use that to shoot longer just cause of the scope of it was just kind of absurd on paper. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the independent film curse, right? Like you can yeah. you, you can kind of do what, whatever you want within reason, but you end up having to do everything yourself. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. I know you edited the movie, um, yeah. 
did you also edit the trailer? Like, just sidebar question. Did you also yeah, edit yeah. the trailer? You did. Okay. I did, yeah. That never well, yeah, happens. It's yeah. It's, it it was kind of it kind of just happened that way. I'm not. We were talking about who we were gonna get the the trailer done, and I was just it. I was just nervous because of the way the movie is. It was like I I wanted control on how much we can show, and it, it's because it's such a tricky film to market without giving away too much but i think it's been funny seeing the reaction saying this gives away the whole movie and it it doesn't at all so it's it's no. been kind of a an interesting an interesting experience trying to give away enough but not too much yeah yeah no i think you did an incredible yeah job you could it. you could win an award for how little you gave away in a trailer because nowadays i mean i i yeah. guess trailers have always kind of been like that like your biggest flashiest scene and your biggest reveal are normally end up in the trailer and this this yeah. trailer gives away nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It was it was it took a long time to get the trailer right. I believe it. Yeah, because you've got such great twists and turns in the story, and um, I'm curious I'm curious what that was like in like the writing process. Like, how did you approach? Because uh, like there are there are predictions that I I make watching the movie halfway through. I'm like, oh, I know where I know where this is going. And then it really doesn't happen that way. Yeah, like I would call it more like switchbacks. Like you think you're going to twist this way and then you kind of come back to where you were and you see things again for the first time sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, that was a big thing for Tesh and I because I think we were just talking, we always talk about how like modern audiences are so smart. Like they pick up on stuff. They know the tropes. They know the, the typical ways that if you're setting something up, you're going to pay it off, check off Scott mm-hmm. type of thing. And so we are, all of our conversations were like, okay, what are the audience going to expect and how can we kind of keep the audience? Like as soon as they think they got a grasp on it, we try to pull the rug. And so it, it was a lot of give and take. I think the pandemic, the fact that we got pushed back a year really helped the script a lot because it just kind of gave us so much more time to kind of meditate and show it to different people and see how they were reacting to it what was working what wasn't and so without that i think the movie wouldn't have been quite like as strong as it is so i think that was a big kind of blessing again another blessing in disguise where it's like Mm -hmm. oh we can't go make the movie but because of how much time more time we had with the script it it only helped um but yeah i mean a big thing was like looking at movies that that handle it really well and seeing why they work and then knowing that people have seen those movies so how do you surprise them (laughs) knowing that they've seen those movies and then yeah it's kind of like a big kind of building up layer thing yeah that could become daunting after a while i'm sure yeah but the first draft of the script we definitely it evolved a lot in terms of who we followed when and kind of how we how we did those kind of little little switch ups I know you you trade off to different characters like really smoothly. It's just like yeah. it totally makes sense that we're going to follow this person now and it doesn't feel like a weird, you know, detour in yeah. the movie. It's funny because like I do remember like early pandemic thinking like, "Oh man, this is going to be great. Like there're going to be so many movies that were supposed to get put into production that are now yeah. going to have time to like really fine tune everything." And yeah. I'd say the opposite has been maybe true for a lot of movies <laughs> yeah. that I've watched, but bigger uh, projects, bigger but, projects. Yeah, okay, yeah, like maybe like bigger major studio <laughs> movies, but yeah, like I I have se- definitely seen some indie movies like yours that have really paid off from that. So that's it great definitely helps. Here. Yeah, yeah, more time, I mean Typically, I mean, I know that like studios can overwrite and where if you have a bunch of writers working on something, you can kind of lose that initial essence. But this one definitely was like, no, it's only getting better, I think. That's great. From from our perspective, yeah. 
Well, especially with kind of an independent production as well. Like I'm sure you were originally thinking like we're going to do a limited cast. This is only going to have a few core yeah. characters. So you're not writing around the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to eliminate things from your story. You're trying to just make your story better. Yeah. And I think like the, the freedom of the fact that we had such a long shoot and we had kind of flexibility with what we did. We we like there's a couple scenes we ended up reshooting and kind of like once we shot it, realizing that it's like, oh, there's some more things that we could have done with this. Why don't we reshoot in another location that works a little better? And just the flexibility of, of on the day having a lot more time with each scene. We did we did lots of takes sometimes. Like it was it was kind of like I think most of our films we'd shoot like thirty hours of footage for a ninety minute movie, and this was like over a hundred hours of footage oh, wow. by the end of it. It was like the biggest, the most we've ever shot for a film that I've been involved with. Um, so that was like that was a huge. A huge plus just being able to really explore and and work on the cw character and have time to really be like let's get down to the little nitty-gritty um so that was that was really cool yeah definitely definitely benefited for it but i could imagine i i would be fucking especially if you're editing it yourself yeah. uh, crazy stressed out about the fact that it's like well if we need any pickup shots we can't just all this is thailand get up and go to thailand. oh yeah you can't go back it's, <laughs> it's like we yeah, gotta yeah. get it um <laughs> So we were extra care- cautious about that for sure. Um, and then, I, and then having like like Rob Grant, who directed Harpoon, uh, co-edited the film, and he brought like so much to it of having kind of another another director perspective that is someone like I look up to. So it was, it was really cool to have him involved in the film, and and then Brandon Christensen as a producer, who you guys know um, was involved throughout post, and so it was, it was cool having some some filmmakers that I, I really like collaborating with. Yeah, you you guys you guys work together all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brandon and I just wrapped a movie that he just directed on Friday. Actually, um, it's gonna be really cool. We're really really excited. It's it's very different from his previous work. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having him on the show to talk about. It. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we know that you produced um, Superhost, uh, which also deals with sort of the dark side of social media personalities. Do you see Influencer as like an unofficial sister film? Because they they both star Sarah Canning, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sarah Canning's in both. I I think they're they're similar films. I think that one's definitely more about kind of like like the Airbnb side of it to have the social media side of. Of kind of the the YouTuber, but I think yeah, they're 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 adjacent for sure in terms of kind of what we put online and and how people trust it. And I think there's some really fun like Superhost is very fun in how it handles the truth of online and how you can cry wolf and and then that can kind of turn on you. Um, but I think yeah, they're they're adjacent but quite different films. I think you know I'm just I was just thinking like you know you direct, produce, write, edit. I'm sure there's. 18 other things you do that we don't we don't necessarily know about like do you have a specific one that you like more than others i mean i got into film to tell stories so i think for me producing producing was a bit of a surprise like i because because i was directing my first couple movies um i had to produce anyways and so when i got approached to uh help out with brandon's first feature stillborn and just as a producer it was such a new experience of just being like oh i don't have to do half the work I'm used to. It's just the producing side of things. So I think yeah. I kind of fell in love with the idea of just helping another filmmaker who make a film that I necessarily wouldn't have made, but seeing how like something that I would want to watch. So it's like a different, it's it's cool to see, you learn so much from seeing other people that you, you really appreciate and like see how they kind of craft a story and it helps, it only helps your craft. And then 
it's it's cool to be able to kind of work with a, a team of different directors that you're just kind of supporting and, and being able to make more films than you would be able to as a director because when you're talking about writing directing and editing it's such a long process this is like mm-hmm. it can be a couple of years influencer was started we started writing that in 2019 and it's it only just got finished last year so it, it, to be able to produce and kind of jump into other projects while you're doing this other stuff is it's it's really cool to be able to kind of do so much more oh sorry to answer yeah to, i'd say directing is kind of the passion but yeah. it's it's cool to have have producing as kind of like the the additional thing that i can kind of learn and and help other filmmakers kind of achieve what they're they're hoping to do but i got as a kid i was i wanted to i think in kindergarten wrote that i wanted to be a film director really so in kindergarten been, yeah so it's been it's been something that i don't think i i don't have a tangible memory of choosing to get into film it was just something yeah. that i grew up with that's interesting yeah. do you remember knowing or like when you learned that somebody directs movies, like that's always the thing that's I think surprises most kids. Like, oh, people make this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. Again, I don't remember. I'm. I don't. I know. I, I became obsessed with movies. I think when I was like, when I was like, like a toddler watching Jurassic Park. I, I know stood out to me. Um, and then just seeing. I think on TV they would often have like these little like three minute making of videos of like the movie. It's like I think what is it like. Sunday night movies or something, and they would have like a oh, little sure. special um, on movie magic of uh, four minutes. <laughs> you see like a little bit of like the camera crane. I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so you 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 grew up in Canada, right? Yeah, I grew up. We we were a bit gypsy like. We were moving around quite a bit. Kind of moved. Uh, yeah, we moved around a lot as a kid. And I think that really definitely helped develop my nature of wanting to be kind of on the road all the time and making making stuff in different places. Yeah, I grew up in Canada, mostly Calgary, Alberta, where we we still shoot a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of fun to like I'm in Vancouver now, but I just like we just shot Brandon's movie in Calgary. And so I'm constantly back. Family's there and stuff. So right on. I'm much a Canadian at heart. I was going to I was going to ask you what your childhood obsessions were on, on YTV. But I mean, <laughs> more importantly, I, I, I want to know what um like when you're approaching a new project because you like going to different locations and stuff like do you think about Mm. where you want to shoot before you necessarily think about a story like what where do you usually come in on writing a new project i think they're very much in tandem um influencer was always thailand Mm -hmm. i think like even in when we were paused and we had that year delay tesh and i started talking about like Oh, do we go to Latin America? Because these countries were like opening up. Like, where could we potentially actually bring people and actually get into the country? Because Thailand was so locked down. Mm. They we didn't, we were like, we don't know if they'll ever open up. But something was like the movie had to take place there. It was just that there's just something about kind of the allure and the, the mysterious nature of, of the landscape there. And it's just a bit different than some of these other tourist countries. So I think for us, it was like that one was especially like very much tied to it has to be here. Otherwise, let's not do it, basically. Um, but other movies, it, it really kind of depends. Um, I think I've I've definitely kind of fallen in love with the destination type movie. I think it's a lot of fun kind of going somewhere and capturing something that you're not as a filmmaker, not even like as a person, you, you haven't really spent much time there. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have a new a new view on it. Um, so that's always kind of fun i mean we're we're the same as far as at least watching them just like i've never been in thailand i'll watch this movie right yeah. now yeah. <laughs> yeah well that's the thing is like there's 
very few indie movies made over there yeah like, and especially like western type films um it's it's kind of like a yeah it was like oh people don't do this i wonder why um and then you you kind of learn some of the reasons but <laughs> I, I would do it again for sure that's but awesome. you do get kind of an untapped setting, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's something new. It's it's not yeah, you you see some like bigger movies that shoot there, but it's you it's not often you see kind of independent spirit movies shot kind of in in foreign places. So are you working on some stuff right now that you're gonna take overseas? The next one I'll probably shoot in Canada. Um we're just figuring well, that out. Well that's overseas for some people. <laughs> it's overseas for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of in the early stages of the next one. And then Brandon has another project that we're we're developing. Right we're on. hoping to shoot in Canada. But uh, yeah, a couple ideas that we're hoping to shoot kind of elsewhere. So we'll see. Cool. That's great. Are you going to stay in like the horror thriller space? Yeah. I mean, I like, I love the genre. Uh, horror is, is so fun. I like, like I, I do appreciate directors like Soderbergh or, or Danny Boyle who do kind of multiple different things. Mm -hmm. So I, I am excited to kind of explore kind of a bunch of different stuff, but horror has been the like, community is so cool and it's so fun. It growing up I didn't watch a lot of horror movies. And when we started prep on Stillborn actually, Chris Ball, the other producer and I were like, man, we don't we have not watched a lot of horror <laughs> movies. And so like for like the two months of prep, every night we were watching like two, three movies, just getting like and through that really fell in love with the genre. Um so but we were both kind of late bloomers. That's cool. I mean, like yeah. being obsessed with other genres and working in other genres is only going to help, you know, strengthen yeah. you as a storyteller yeah. anyway. So I always I always find it's weird when people are upset to see uh, a horror director go do and something. do something else or, or vice versa. I re yeah, I remember when Ari Aster made the mistake after Hereditary <laughs> came out, how he's like, I'm not I, I'm not only going to do horror movies. And everybody was like, oh, traitor. <laughs> it's like, what's the big deal? Like, who cares? Yeah. So, yeah, it's like I want to see all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's like what's your take on a romantic comedy, Ari Aster? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I mean, if 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 Bo is afraid, twisted, but... <laughs> is... yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh, Kurt, it's been it's been great talking with you, man. We like to ask everybody who comes on the show what their dream drive-in double feature would be. If you, if you could play any two movies at a drive-in, what would you play? Yeah. I think I mean drive-ins have such a nostalgia for me. Yeah. Because I think like going back to. Um, like it, there's still one in Vancouver here that we, go I was going to gonna ask, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, they're hard to find now. And I think like as a kid going to them was, was such a special thing. So Were I there think, a like, lot in Calgary? I think there was one in Calgary for a while. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I think so. Because I went to a bunch in Ontario for a bit. There are quite um, a few in Ontario still. Yeah, yeah we're There's learning. none in Manitoba. We're, yeah, we're learning there are very few in Manitoba. <laughs> I think we're four hours away from one. We're going to go this summer, but very far. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were actually, uh, my partner and I were just talking about going, there's there's one not too far from Vancouver, so I think we were like looking at what's playing, seeing if there's any movies. But no, I think I think like something that has a nostalgic feel with, with that, so like something like The Shining and like Cinema Paradiso would be like a fun mix Ooh. of like just movies that have very much like a cinematic resonance, I guess. If okay. that makes you any have sense. to clean your windshield for those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen Cinema Paradiso. What's, what's that one about? Oh, it's about like a a young kid who grows up in a cinema. So it's oh, like cool. a he's like working with the projectionist, and like it's just such a movie loving film that just kind of 
it's it's definitely worth checking out it's it's such a great film that sounds yeah. like a wild uh pairing with the shining <laughs> yeah yeah such a shift i think like getting a bit of best of both worlds i don't know which would go first i think probably the shining second <laughs> yeah hard to yeah hard to terrify the shit out of everybody and then be like okay now here's a okay, now we're gonna have this loving nice film, film kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do, I do love a radical shift into the yeah. into the second movie. So that's. So, I mean, it feels fun. in character. What what I go for? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's true. It, it definitely like if Influencer was the third movie, you'd be like, okay, I see where this guy's going. He shifts gears hard all the time. <laughs> yeah. That and Spiral are just like very different. And the movie we did yeah. before Spiral was like a coming of age gay road trip comedy. So it's like, I don't know, a bunch of different stuff. So where where can people see Influencer? Yeah, so it comes out on the 26th on uh, Shutter in both Canada and the States um, and a bunch of other countries. Yeah, super easy to see. There's no excuse not to watch it this weekend, guys. <laughs> yeah, Stream no, it. If you don't have, have Shutter, I think they still do trial runs, so it's there's no reason not to check it out. Yeah, and you can get it through like Prime and stuff now. Awesome. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, man. It was, it was great yeah. chatting with you. Thank you so much. It was a blast. Thank you, Kurt, so much for joining us here on Nightmare on Film Street. We're so excited for people to check out Influencer. And if you want to watch it, if you're listening to this right when the episode drops, it comes out this weekend on Shudder and AMC+. And if you are joining us a little bit later, it's already streaming. So go watch it, Shudder, AMC+. And then tweet at us at NOFS Podcast and let us know what you thought. Yeah, or you can hit us up in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at nofspodcast.com slash discord. While you're at it, please give the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. It's the easiest, quickest way to support the show. And if you want more Nightmare, you want more podcast episodes, because that's what you need in life. You need more content. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to nofspodcast.com slash fiendclub. We've got an insane back catalog of podcast episodes and and we'll be hosting a watch party this weekend if you're listening to this on may 25th (laughs) and another way to support the show uh check out our merch we have lots of cool horror merch there's nightmare on film street merch and just general you know cool horror stuff it's t-shirt season guys let everybody know you're spooky and head to store.nofspodcast.com to check that out We'll be back next week. We're talking about Bob Balaban's parents. We're finally closing out our Suburban Nightmares double feature. We talked about Serial Mom back from Mother's Day. We're back at it again with a a duo of crazy parents. Uh, That movie's streaming on Tubi right now. If you want to check it out, you got tons of time. But until then... And it's definitely a movie you need to to experience to understand. We get into some specifics. Uh, But until next week, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay Stay creepy. creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.